And so we come now to Exodus chapter 3. And um, we already seen that God has uh, spoken to Moses about who he is, about who God is, right? And now verse 10 says, therefore, come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you might bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly I will be with you. And this shall be the sign to you that it is I who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God where at This mountain. Look at verse 13. Then Moses said to God. Behold I'm going to the sons of Israel. I will say to them. The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Moses. Now they may say to me. What do you see happening here? What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses. I am. Who I am. And he said thus you shall say to the sons of Israel. I am. Has sent me. To you. I want to talk about this morning. On a mission for God. On a mission. For God. We've talked about. In this series thus far. The calling of Moses. The ministry of Moses. We've seen his life journey up to this point. It hadn't always been easy. I wish I had somebody. It hadn't always been the way you would have thought it would have worked out for him. But thanks be to God that when God has a mission for a person, they will end up doing exactly what he had created them to do. Your mission in life may not be as clear right now, but you got to remember something that a mission from God is the highest honor in life. Imagine that the God of the universe has dispatched his call on a common person, on an everyday person. Can you imagine that? I talked to you last week about the same God back then is the same God right now, that the same God that called Moses is the same God that had a mission for you and I. The Bible is very clear That when Jesus ascended to heaven, he left his disciples here and he said to them, go, come on and help me somebody and do what? And make disciples. I wish I had somebody and baptize them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. And, and, and it's interesting because the church today somehow has lost its way when it comes to the mission 
Are you with me? Imagine this. Imagine that God, the God, the one who created everything, the one who stepped out of eternity into time, the God that created you and I is the same God that has a special purpose for you and I. Isn't it awesome when you discover what that purpose is? Isn't it amazing that you understand that, that, that we are on a mission for God? We don't just belong to church. We have a purpose in the kingdom. And, and God knows what he has put inside of you to use you for his glory. We come to the text today and we find that in two verses... In verses 8 and 9, God reveals who he is. God reveals himself to Moses. Watch this now. And he's saying to Moses, I am God. I am the one that called you. But check this out. Not only did he reveal who he was, but Moses, God also revealed to Moses his attributes. He says, I have the power. I've come down to deliver. Not only did I come down to deliver, but, but I have a plan. And this plan is to move these people who are suffering to a spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Imagine that God will use a person like you and I to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them, to help them to get to this land. Imagine that God will take a common person and take them and prepare them to move people, oppress people, depress people. Come on, somebody. It's people who want to give up in life. And use you and I to move them to a place, come on somebody, of blessings. Can I help somebody with something? Everything or anything you do for Christ will last. If you pray for someone, if you, uh, you know, share a word of encouragement with someone... It is all part of God's plan. Yesterday at the graduation, young lady came. She didn't know she was coming to church. <laughs> she thought she was coming to a graduation, and it was a graduation. But when the graduation turns into a worship service, somebody's going to get saved. I wish I had somebody. And it's interesting because uh, the person graduating invited her. And the bottom line to the story is this, that God had us on a mission yesterday. Saints, can I help you with something? When God's mission becomes your mission, then you will find peace in life. You will find purpose. Everything that you're looking for can be found in operating in the mission that God has for your life. So what are we on? We're on a mission for God. God reveals his attributes. And then we get to this passage here and it says, um, verse 10, it says, therefore, come now. Are you with me? He says, come now. 
And I, I wanted to stop right there because there's a lot of pieces there. And, and, and I want to show you something. He says, come now. And, and what? What did God say? God says, and I will send you to what? To Pharaoh. So the first thing we see uh, in, in the text is Moses' mission. His mission is clear. Watch the mission. Check it out. Come now and I will send you. First of all, you got to understand that when you're on a mission for God and Moses' mission is God does the sending. God does the choosing and God does the preparing and God does the sending. You can't send yourself. Come on, help me somebody. He says, not only will I send you, but I'm sending you to who? To Pharaoh. Now watch this. Pharaoh is the one who wanted to kill Moses for his crime. But this is a new Pharaoh. So God already established himself with Moses to say, listen, I don't want you operating in fear. I want you to understand the mission. The mission is that you're going to have to go to some people that you don't necessarily. Y'all follow me? Watch this. You're going to Pharaoh so that you see it. In other words, God says, I'm sending you. But in my sending you, you have an assignment. What is that assignment? The assignment is to bring my people out of Egypt. Can I help somebody with something? Your mission is to bring people out of the life that they're living. Your mission is to help some people to understand who Jesus Christ is so that you can help them to come out of where they are right now. Do you know anybody living at the bottom right now? Do you know anybody living in Egypt right now? Do you know anybody right now that's struggling in life? Here's the thing. If your life is all about you, then there's a problem. Do I have a witness? Can I help you with something? Isn't it amazing that we have the greatest news? We have the greatest news ever. And that is Jesus died. He was buried. He rose from the dead and if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died, he was buried and rose from the dead, you shall be saved. And I say to somebody here today, your mission is bigger than you. Your mission in life is bigger than you. But here's the thing, it can't just be all about you. The mission is to bring people out of the bottom. Egypt, as I told you, is symbolic of the world. Can I help somebody with something? Our mission is to bring people out of the world. Can I ask you a question today? How many people have you talked to about Jesus? And I ain't talking about just praying for them. I ain't just talking about inviting them to church. I'm talking about talk to them about Jesus. The one who can save their soul. Moses' mission seemed difficult at the time. But watch the text. See, our job is to bring people out of bondage. To set the captives free. To proclaim liberty. That's how you know that's a mission from God. Because it has nothing to do with what you're going to benefit out of it. 
I thank God that I don't think about myself as much anymore. I thank God, hallelujah, to his holy name that I, I used to just think about me. But when I gave my heart to Jesus, he gave me a mission. And that mission was to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a dying world. That's how you know it's a mission from God. Here's how you know, because it's never going to be about you. So Moses' mission was wrapped up in his, him delivering a people who were oppressed. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 says, but God said, but Moses said to God, look what he says. Three times, look at the text. Three times the word I is used. Look at it. But Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh. Wait a minute. Now, I got a, I got, I got a lot right here. Let, let me give you the next point so I can labor right here, okay? The next thing is Moses' mindset. Watch his mindset. Check it out. Who am I? Number one. Number two, he said that I should go, ah, there's the I again, to Pharaoh, and that I should what? Wait a minute, can, can, I ask, can I ask a question? How many of us have given God excuses why we can't do what he clearly wants you to do? Because you're caught up in a mindset it's called Iism. I wish I had somebody. You know what Moses' problem was? Check it out. When God calls you to a mission, don't you worry about how you're going to do it. Just know who is calling you to do it. Are you with me? Watch this. You see, his first eye was because of his low view of himself. Who am I? That God would put me on this stage to preach. Who am I? That God would use me to worship in his sanctuary. Who am I? That God would call me to be a leader in the church. Who am I? That God would call me to be a prayer warrior. Who am I? And we question ourselves so much because we have such low views of ourselves. Moses has forgotten the conversation that he had previously with God. So his first eye was because he had a low view of himself. His second eye was he had a low self-worth. Yeah. Low self-worth. He didn't see himself as worthy of it. Not in that sense, but in the sense of, man, who am I? The second thing is, he had some unbelief. The third thing he had, he had fear. Even after God said to him and revealed to him who he was. Listen, some of us are serving God 
And we're so concerned about how we look to people that we're not focused on the mission at hand. And so we're constantly second guessing ourselves or we're constantly saying, man, I can't do that. Now, some of us are not even concerned about serving God. Some of us are not even concerned about nothing being on a mission for God. But I want to be on a mission for God because I found out that serving God will pay off after a while. I found out something. I found out that after all that God had done for him, he still had a me mindset. Tell, tell, tell your neighbor, ask God to deliver me from a me mindset. That I'm so concerned about where I look rather than the mission that God has called me to. His mindset was I, I, I. Now listen, I get it. I get it. But Moses, God had already told you two times. Listen, listen to me. I told you, first of all, you're standing on holy ground. You're looking at a bush that's not burning up. So what other clues do you need? If I'm telling you what to do, why are you telling me? Why are you hesitating? Why are you holding back on God? Some of you got gifts and talents and you have a lot to offer to the kingdom. But God says you keep saying, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm smart enough. I don't know if I'm available enough. I don't know if I can really do it. But I thank God that we got an example here in God's word. He says, who am I? Who am I that I should do this? Moses, God is choosing you. Can I, can I, can I tell you, get over the fact Believe it, that it's you. Believe that God has chosen you. Don't live in fear of what's going to happen after you commit. Because here's the thing, the struggle is going to start, but guess what? God is going to protect you as you continue to live for him. As you continue to be on mission for him. Verse 12. Verse 12. Well... God, you know, God is patient, y'all. Aren't you glad we serve a patient God? Aren't you glad we serve a God that after we give him an excuse, he gives us an answer. And look at the text. The text says, and he said, God. Listen, why, why wasn't the encouragement good enough from the other verses? What was it? I know what it is. You know what it is? Moses was focused too much on him. And not being on mission for God. It's a new calling for him. But watch the text. The text says, and he said, certainly I'll be with you. And this shall be, watch this now. The sign. God said, God move now. Because see, some of us are looking for signs. Oh, I want to make sure it's God that called me to do this. Or I want to make sure that, you know, all of this. But what God is doing here with Moses, not only do I see Moses' mission, Moses' mindset, but the third thing I see is Moses' motivation. Don't depend on signs, y'all. But God says, watch this, this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. Watch the text. 
When you have brought the people out. Notice what God is saying. God has already seen the deliverance. Y'all got to see this more. God has already seen the deliverance because he already knows what will happen. And that's why he's given him a prelude. He's given him a forward look to the future. He says, watch this. He says, and if I can encourage anybody here today, you're going through something right now. And and watch this. And you don't understand fully what's going on. But can I help you with something? If you spend time in prayer, if you spend time in praise, if you spend time seeking God, he will give you a glimpse of what it's going to look like. He told Moses, he said, Moses, hey, here's a sign. Sign is that you'll know it's I because you don't believe it's I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at what? This mountain. Can I help you with something? When your life seems uncertain. When it seems like you don't understand what's going on. Your motivation should be to run into the house of God. So that you can worship him. You see, the sign is that after you, when you're living on mission, come on somebody, when you're living on purpose for God, it will ultimately lead you to worship. In other words, God is saying to Moses, Moses, after you've done all you can do, the sign that I'm with you is that you will come And worship me in the same place that I'm calling you from. Can I help somebody with something? I don't know what your motivation is. Some people's motivation is they want accolades. Oh, I wish I had somebody. They want to be applauded. They want to be noticed. But God is saying to us, our motivation for living on mission for God. Is the fact that we will end up worshiping him. In other words, our mission is not just to get them to Christ. But our mission is to motivate them to worship Christ. Can I help you with something? When your Christian life goes from just head knowledge to heart knowledge... To worshiping him. That means that something is happening on the inside of you. Do I have anybody here this morning that understand that worship is how you're going to make it through? Our job is not just to beat people up with the word. It's not just to convict people. But to bring people back to the place Where you met him. The key is. God is saying to Moses. The motivation is Moses. That you're going to go into Egypt. You're going to go into the enemy's camp. And you're going to get them. And you're going to bring them. To the place. Where you met me. So you can help them. To worship me. Do I have anybody here today. 
who want to worship Him. Your motivation this morning is not just to show up, but to worship Him. Thank God that the mission is not just to save them, but to teach them how to live for Jesus. When you come to worship, the mission field is wide. Your mission will lead people to worship him. When you brought the people out of Egypt, you will bring them back to the place of worship. That's the mission. That's the mission. But really, that's the motivation. To bring them back to worship. He said, you want a sign? Let me give you a sign. But watch this. The text is talking future tense. So in between getting them, mm-hmm, first of all, going and getting them. And he's got to go through a series of things to get them out. But watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Moses was wrapped up in a mindset that wasn't mission minded. He was wrapped up in a me mindset. He was so, so overly, overly obsessed with the fact that who am I? And God says, no, I'm not going to change it. I'm not changing my mind. You're the one I chose. Aren't you glad that he chose you? How many are glad he chose you? Aren't you glad that he could have chose someone else to stand in your stead? He could have chose someone else, but he chose you. So I see his motivation, but check this out. Check this out. Watch this now. Why? You got to pay attention to this stuff, man. Uh, verse 13. God gave him the assurance in, 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 uh, in verse 12. But look at 13. Then Moses said to God, Behold, now, now, no, now, watch. You got, watch the text, y'all. I, you know, I always say watch the text because I want you to follow me where I'm going with this. Watch this. Then Moses said to God, he said to God, now what, what would you have done? Let me ask you a question. Would, you, would it have been settled for you? First of all, you're talking to a bush. <laughs> you hadn't smoked nothing. And you're talking to a burning bush. And it's talking back to you. That's settled for me. All right, and God seems like he's really laying it on him, right? He's telling him, this is who I am, bro. This is who I am. And I'm calling you. And your mission is to go get them, but to bring them back to me to worship me. Watch this. Watch this now. Well, Moses said, behold, I'm going to the sons of Israel. <laughs> he's kind of reiterating it again. And I will say to them, he's rehearsing, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now watch his. Now they may say to me. First of all, you ever meet a person like this? That every time you tell them something positive, they got to come back with a but. Yeah. But you don't understand. Yeah. But you don't know. 
they always come back with like a rebuttal to, to tell you like, but, but what if this? But what if that? But what if this? Now, they're always coming back with some watches. Now, they may say, now, Moses, first of all, you hadn't been there in 40 years. God is talking to you. I'm trying to help somebody here today, right here in this, in this room. God has been talking to you. He says, now they may say to me, hypothetically, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Wait a minute. This is why the Bible says you can't be a forgetful hearer. But an effectual doer of the word. Listen, you're going to listen to this sermon. You're going to leave here today. And for some of us, you're going to forget everything God has said to you this morning. Pastor, you preach a good message. What do I preach? Oh, let me get back to you. The next thing I see, and some of you do this. Moses minimizing his mission. Because of his what? Mindset. What is his name? Hold on a minute. Why is he so confused and lacking confidence? He's more concerned about how he would be received by the people than the God that was right in front of him telling him what his mission was. His low self-worth, his low low view of God. Listen, listen, the God who just revealed himself to him, he's minimizing the mission. Watch this, watch this, watch. Did did he not say in verse 14? Well, no, let's back up. Let's back. I I just got to show it to you one more time. Look at verse, look at verse six. He said to him, I am the God of your father. Abraham. The God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, right? Then he said, and he goes on further down. He says, now, listen, here's the deal in verse eight. He says, behold, he says, first of all, I'm sending you to this land. And guess what? You got to understand that it's me. It's God. Why do we minimize the mission so much? When God has to repeat himself to over and over, I got six minutes and God has to repeat himself over and over again. Can I ask you something? Do you not know that you're special? Do you know that God has chosen you? Get good with him choosing you. But why do we, why, why do we keep viewing ourselves this way? God has chosen you. To do something greater. Will you do the same to God? While he's calling you on a mission for him? I hope not. He minimizes the mission. The text goes on to say. He says to them, what is your name? He said, what what should I tell them? Verse 14, God said to Moses, tell him what? I am who I am. Uh, That name is that name Yahweh. And he says, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. 
May I ask you a question? If you don't believe in his name, how in the world are you going to tell somebody else about his name? If you don't really believe in his name, how can you stand here and preach God's word and sing and witness and worship? And how is it that we could tell everybody else about that name? But the moment we step down from the stage and we go back home to live this thing, it ain't being lived out because we don't even believe what we just told somebody. Imagine that. Moses, Moses, God has to do a lot of convincing here. Like, dude, like, and wait till you see next week. Watch this. He says, God furthermore said to Moses, verse 15, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God, didn't he say that before? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my memorial name to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, you see this, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, repetition, has appeared to me saying, I am indeed concerned about you. And what has been done to you in Egypt on a mission for God. So I said, I will bring you up out of what? The affliction of Egypt to the land. There's a repetition of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Perizzite, the Hevite, the Jezebite to, to a land flowing with what? Milk and honey. And verse 18, God said, they will pay heed to what you say, man. Man, I hope God doesn't have to explain himself like this to me. (laughs) That's why Abraham was called the father of faith. Because he never questioned anything about when God called him. But we're seeing a man like you, a person like you and I who when it comes down to understanding the mission you got to realize that God has chosen you don't be reluctant can i ask anybody can i ask somebody something here today has he done anything for you i mean seriously has he really really done something for you has he changed your life So why do we give him a bunch of excuses and we ask a bunch of questions? Why can't we just say, God, whatever your will is, I will submit and I will do it unto your glory. All you as citizens are required to do jury duty. Most employees don't mind doing jury duty for the required week. If a person is chosen... They may be sequestered for a trial. When a person is sequestered, they are completely isolated from the outside world. Family, friends, co-workers, why? Because they do not want to be, they do not want the juror to be influenced in any way. By anyone or anything. Although being sequestered is, can be dreaded, it is necessary to keep those chosen who were chosen focused. Every now and then, 
God will sequester us so that he can have you isolated so that he can get your undivided attention. And can I help somebody with something today? We are on a mission for God. And I want to help somebody to let you know that it doesn't matter whether it's a small task or a bigger task. The end goal is to get people to Jesus. And when you get them to Jesus, you got to teach them how to live for Jesus. But then you got to bring them in here so that they can learn how to worship God. The end goal is to worship. The sign that you're living on purpose. The sign that you are living on your mission. The sign that you are on a mission for God is that your folk ain't going to be asleep on Sunday morning. They're going to get up when you get up because they're going to understand that as for me and my house, we, not me, we going to serve the Lord. In other words, if I'm going to worship, you better be ready. <laughs> but the life I live in front of them will lead them to want to worship. Do I have anybody here this morning who's on a mission for God? Who want to live for God? Who want to live for Jesus? Who want to do the right thing? Come on and give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Thank you, Lord. There's something about the Word of God. It's just something about the Word of God that shows me myself. I was just having this conversation with my daughter. She didn't know I was going to preach this. She was sermon material. That's what it did. And we were talking about her calling, her mission. See, when you hold back, you're not holding back from you, you're holding back from God because God has chosen you to do what He has called you to do. If God calls you to do something, go running. But don't look at you. Don't look at saying, well, I don't, I'm not, I, I ain't got what it takes. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, just go open your mouth and the Lord will do the rest. And so if you're here today and you need prayer, pastor, I need prayer. I need to change my mindset. I need to stop saying, God, who am I? I was, I've been broken. I've been battered. I've been bruised. I, I got low self-esteem. My worth, I don't feel good about myself, but yet I'm doing it, but I'm not really doing it. Believing the God that put me on this mission. Come on, somebody. See, you can't tell me you believe in God 
and then you hesitate to do his work. That ain't believing in God. If you believe in God, you will do it and you will not think about it and you will trust him that he will give you what you need.